Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick. And this week, we are going to be talking about babysitting for boys and specifically how you can tailor to boys because boys and girls are different. <laughs> so my guest for this week is the wonderful Kirk Osgood. Hello, Hello, Kirk. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Hello. Um, Kirk did our park episode, our park etiquette episode uh, a few weeks ago. So we have him back for this and I'm super excited. Um, to get us started, let's do a quick refresher of your background. And specifically for this one, your background is important because you've mostly worked with boys. Yeah. Um, so I've been in Chicago for 10 years and I started babysitting in Chicago like five years ago. Um, I work at a kid's gymnastics fitness center. I've been there for the full 10 years. Um, and uh, as of like late, I've started to babysit for families, but babysit them for like years you know mm-hmm. versus like oh the one-off here and there so uh i've been with a family now going on two years in august and um they have two boys nine and eleven and then i also have been with this other family for about a year and a half now um just like on saturday night date nights yeah. uh or like randomly in the summer uh if they need help uh, and they have three boys five nine and eleven whoa yeah that's a lot of energy mm-hmm. <laughs> yes 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 um Great. Well, one thing that I've I've told this story on the podcast before, but I think for this episode, it's a good one to tell of I started mostly babysitting girls Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, moved to a family with two boys and I had a like Fitbit and the amount of steps that I took doubled once I switched over to boys. Oh, yeah. Because you're just, they're on the move constantly, mm-hmm. and which means you're on the move constantly. Yep. Um, so a lot more, like, literally just running up and down the street is, like, a 30-minute activity. Yeah. And the girls that I have babysat for would never, like, that just wouldn't interest them mm-hmm. of, like... With without a goal, yeah, they're yeah, like for sure. they're like, oh, if we're doing a scavenger hunt, we've got to get here, and they'll run. Mm-hmm. But it's not running for running's sake. Doesn't yeah. usually interest those specific kids. For <laughs> sure, yeah, and I get that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so uh, so you'll have less of like compare and contrast between girls and boys. Mm-hmm. But what are some things that you have found? Um, with all of your time nannying for boys, especially at such like varying ages, yeah, um, that you think is good to know, mm-hmm. like if you're making if a nanny is making a switch from mostly working with girls to starting to work with boys, what are some things like a heads up that would sure. be good to know? Um, yeah, uh, first, just know that you're going into a boy's neighborhood. <laughs> That's where you're going. So, um, you know, just have that going into your head. Uh, 
But I mean, there are some boys out there because I've I babysat for a couple families that just had like one one boy, um, and he was like four, and he's so laid back. Like right. his favorite thing to do is just like lie on a pillow and read a story. <laughs> so like, but that is like one in a million, and it's like few and yeah. far between. But when you get those gold mines, it's like amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so just know going into it that you're 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 gonna uh, babysit a boy, um, and also you know. Just uh, like if you're not big into sports, I mean, some kids aren't very big into sports, but like be willing to learn. And um, most of the time it's just hitting a ball or, you know, (laughs) something or playing catch or, you know, whatever. Um, But I think super important for families out there listening. um, Don't be afraid to ask for like a male babysitter. Yeah. Um, I found that the boys that I all watch like really and, and the parents too, like really appreciate having that extra or that um another male model for the to the boys to look up to so you know uh if that's if that's uh available to you as a family then i would say yeah for sure but also girls babysitting boys is great too so it's totally you know definitely preference uh what you think um but also being a male babysitter i also love to like hug my boys and like (laughs) just like tackle them and like just i don't know i just like it's it's you should not be afraid to still be able to show affection with boys right because they need it just as much as the next person does if not more yeah so um so i mean in like i call them snuggles and like they they know that i'm coming and i'm gonna just hug them and like uh you know and, it, and it's it, i don't know i think it actually bonds us a lot more the, mm-hmm. with uh you know with everything and um but you know you'll feel it out like some kids don't like hugs or whatever so but even if it's like that hit on the shoulder like <laughs> hey you scribble of the hair like you know whatever <laughs> just making that kind of connection uh with them um you know and then also like not all boys are totally into sports some boys like the one that i watch on on the weekends the 11 year old he's totally into Yu-Gi-Oh cards and i have no idea how to play it and he knows i have no idea how to play it but we (laughs) play it anyway and it's just that he's just spending time you know what i mean and just Mm -hmm. like doing that one-on-one even though he's got two other brothers and um it's just showing that you you know you want to be there for each each kid or you know whatever and i don't know it's it's i still don't know we've played i can't even tell you how many times we played i still have no idea how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. but it's it's I, i'm struggling with pokemon oh yeah oof no and i uh yeah the one of the kids who i used to nanny and now do like date night nannying mm-hmm he loves Pokemon and has like all the cards and we try to play and he's like, I'm tired of explaining this to you. I was like, well, if you want me to play, yeah, yep, <laughs> this is what you got to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And I like I always like try to throw like things out there when we play Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, oh, try like, oh, I'm gonna do this monster and this monster, and he'd be like, you can't summon two monsters. And I was like, okay, well, Says clearly you. you're already better than me, so <laughs> let me summon my two two monsters because you're probably going to win, right? Otherwise, this game's gonna be over in five minutes. So if you want this game to stretch a little bit, let's you know stretch it, so, right? Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, meeting any kid where they are is good, but I do feel like, um, even statistically speaking, I think boys sometimes have a harder time saying what they want or need, mm-hmm. especially if it is emotionally based. Yes, and so modeling that for them, mm-hmm. um, or asking how they're feeling. Um, I think is really, really important and sometimes just doesn't even register. Like it's um, so built into our culture mm-hmm. of boys, like feelings, they don't talk about them. Yeah. That really reminding yourself to take the time of like, hey, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. are you feeling angry? Are you feeling sad? Um, things like that. And I do that a lot with my younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um we talk, we talk about feelings all the time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, especially as they get older, I feel like out safe outlets to talk about feelings mm-hmm. become more and more uh, sparse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As boys grow up, especially in school, um, 
having I have my master's in secondary education so seventh through twelfth grade and that is something that we spent a lot of time in class talking about is the the stereotypes against boys Mm -hmm. and how we reward behavior that is typically done by girls and so working with a kid after school that you nanny mm-hmm. on talking about their feelings and being able to say like this made me upset and that's okay yeah mm-hmm. but talking them through feelings i think is super important oh yeah yeah um and yeah. doesn't always happen mm-hmm. and it's such a special thing in your relationship with those kids yeah. or a nanny's relationship with those kids because a lot of times at that age parents aren't cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a babysitter or a nanny is still cool. Yep. Or potentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first started watching the two boys that I uh I'm with three days a week, four days a week sometimes. Um you know, when I first was picking them up from school, uh I was like, Oh, hey, you know, as they were coming out and I'd be like kind of try and give them a hug and be like how was your day and now since i've been with them for so long now now they like just even sometimes they come out with open arms to be like hug and like you know whatever and like then tell me like what their day was and stuff like that and you know sometimes they'll be like oh my day was horrible and i the immediate next question is why right yeah yep like why and then give me your list and then let's figure it out yeah let's figure Mm -hmm. out how it it could have gone differently or mm-hmm. how to emotionally move on in a healthy way. Yeah. Yep. If you if it was out of your control, mm-hmm. how can you put that down? Yes. And yep. move on with your day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um because yeah, holding on to that is super unhealthy. And mm-hmm. it's something that all humans do. Yep. <laughs> but yep. teaching Teaching older kids how to do that, I think, is is a really good thing yeah, for to sure. take time mm-hmm. to do. And something that I don't think gets talked about all that often. Right. Certainly yeah. not in school. Mm-hmm. Those teachers are doing so much. Yep. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have 32 kids. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as a nanny, that is something that we can take the time to do. Mm-hmm. And I think talking with boys about emotion yeah. is so good. Yep. Um, and even like sometimes like... If they were like, well, I don't want to tell you because you're going to tell mom or you're going to tell dad or whatever. And I'd be like, no, like we can totally keep this between us. Like, what is it? And then 99% of the time I do tell their parents. But like, especially depending on like the severity of it. Like if it's like, oh, well, you know, this kid made fun of me or this kid pushed me or, you know, then I'd be like, okay, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And totally this is between us. This is between us. But then I will immediately, um, not necessarily like when I'm leaving the house and the kids are still there mm-hmm. but i will text later at night when i know the boys have gone to bed to be like hey this is what we talked about this is what happened at school i don't know if you want to bring like want to bring it up if you want right. to see if you can get it out of him like you know whatever or would you like me to continue the conversation for both of us but just between him and i you know yeah. what i mean so yeah for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah i always um give the disclaimer of if it's something that's unsafe, yeah. I'm going to tell your parents mm-hmm. um, because I have to because yep. my first job is to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not, then yeah, yep, I won't. And if it is unsafe, then please, I would love for you to tell your parents yeah. mm-hmm. because they want to know yep. and you're not going to get in trouble, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, so because, yeah, I'm, I'm like everyone in your life literally their first job is to keep you safe Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. that's what we're working towards but if it is just jack pushed me yeah yeah Uh then i'm like all right yeah cool for sure Mm -hmm. we can we can work through your emotions about that and what you can do next time and something that has happened with one of the kids that i used to nanny um, and still do date nights is he's starting to experience bullying mm. um, in school. And so just talking him through that because he is not um, a stereotypically masculine boy. Sure. Um, and so though he knows so much history like history is just his thing and he actually will make up like musical numbers <laughs> about like 
Greek wars. Oh, cool. And I know. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, just wait, because someday that's gonna like pay off in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So much. And it's sad that your classmates can't see how cool that is right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and he was actually doing that before Hamilton. Now that Hamilton happened, he's like kind of using it. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. As a good thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. That's great. Thank you, Lynn Manuel Miranda, for yeah. mm-hmm. um, making musicals about history. Yeah. <laughs> like a really cool thing. Yep. And mm-hmm. he was doing it a long <laughs> way time back ago. when. Yeah, way back when. No, he wasn't even born when Lynn Manuel Miranda started Hamilton. Sure, but, yeah. but yeah, so just like talking through bullying has been something that has it's different with boys at least i have found that to be true Mm -hmm. because girls that i have nannied have been bullied before but it's a very different kind of bullying it's a i'm not inviting you to my birthday sure yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a i'm gonna beat you up on the playground Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah it's just different do you have you experienced um, have your nanny kids gotten bullied or anything? Bullied? Uh, actually, it's kind of coincidental. But this past week, the the last day that I was with them on Thursday, apparently the younger one, who's nine, mm-hmm. um, had like a note in his uh, either locker or desk that was like, I know where you live and I'm going to beat you up. Oh, no. And I was like, OK, first of all, <laughs> that needs to be taken to the principal's office. Yes. Um, and I was and. The second thing, though, I asked was, I said, do you know who did this? And he kind of was unsure, but he kind of maybe knew. And I was like, okay, have you done anything to promote this? And I'm like, did you say something sassy that didn't need to be said? Did you not let them play a game with you? Like, Because any one of those little things can totally make this now a thing. So... You know, and if it's a no and he's like, oh, no, I didn't, you know, blah, 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 then then, OK, well, let's talk about it this way. But if it's, well, this last week, I well, then so now you brought this on yourself a little bit. So, like, let's talk right. about, like, it's why still you chose. It's still inappropriate behavior from yeah. the other mm-hmm. child. Yeah. But, but there is a way to fix it by opening or owning up to your inappropriate behavior. Yeah, which is like, well, why did you do that? Right. Like. You know, yes. so yes. Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for younger kids, no, I think you could use it with older kids too. The conflict resolution that Katie Leineke and I talked through, uh, teaching your nanny kids that, mm-hmm. I have found to be really helpful in kind of, circumventing or getting out in front of that um because they already think through yeah like if i do this it's going to read like this mm-hmm. yep. and if i made them angry then talking it through is the best course of action yeah um but if you're past that point then yeah i mm-hmm. think talking about like why do you think the person feels this way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to foster that empathy yeah. of putting yourself in the bully shoes mm-hmm. is one of the best ways, I think, to get away from it almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just being like, why do you think? Do you think they're scared? Mm-hmm. Do you think they feel left out? Do you think, yeah. you know? And then also like reiterating like, hey, it's not a weak decision to go to a teacher or to go right. to a counselor and be like, I'm having trouble. Yes. Like, because otherwise, if you don't, you have a great uh, percentage that it's going to get either meaner or rougher. Yeah. So let's stop it. Right. Prior to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, going to a teacher mm-hmm. um, that you trust yep. or yeah, the principal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of kids end up kind of scared of their principles yeah yeah um because you only get sent there if you're bad Mm -hmm. but um if you can encourage that i think that that's yeah a really good thing Mm -hmm. and yeah reiterating it's not weak yep no asking for help does not make you a weak person Mm -hmm. um yeah that's really good advice yeah i think 
So back to more fun things. Um, <laughs> that kind of went sour a little bit. I know, I know, but <laughs> gotta talk about it. Gotta talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. But um, are there any particular like games or activities that you love doing? With your boys, especially you have older boys mm-hmm. yep. that can do more. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the ones that I see on Saturdays, mostly the three uh, boys, um, it's so great because each one of them is such an individual. Mm-hmm. Like the older boys into the cards, the middle boy who's nine is into sports, like anything sports. And then the five-year-old kind of like is able to flip flop between both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of nice because I get to like kind of experience a whole like, I don't know, a range of different activities. Yeah. But um, I, that family is okay if all the boys aren't playing together at the same time. Right. So I tend to give each kid, you know, a slotted time and like really working. And if like the younger one wants to come play great and if the older one wants to come play great. But like I try to like constantly give them individual time. Almost like centers. Yeah. But Kirk centers. Yeah. Yeah. So like, (laughs) oh, well, nine year old, let's go play, you know, hockey downstairs because that's like a really big thing that you like to do. And like he gets on all of his goalie pads. He doesn't even, he's, he's on a like traveling hockey team. He doesn't even play goalie, but he like has all these goalie pads. Um, and he's like, yeah, shoot it and take video and then we'll post it on Facebook. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> we can, we'll talk Slow about it. Slow your roll. Yeah. So I was like, you know, so we'd like do that. And then like, uh, the nine year old and the five year old go to bed earlier than the 11 year old. So then that time kind of, uh, becomes designated, our time so right. like that's when like we'll do the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and he also loves friends and so we watch friends on tv <laughs> which is great because I love that and like yep. you know so him and I are like more I think personally um and creatively like together and then mm-hmm. where because I when I grew up I played every sport but then I ended right. up becoming an actor and so it's nice to be able to do like do the actor thing with the older one, but still be able to have like my sports time and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And they love like dub smash. Like <laughs> they love doing dub smashes. Uh, they think it's like the best thing in the world. So we do a lot of dub smash. Okay, I don't know what dub smash is. Dub smash is just basically like you can search like your favorite movie quote or anything. And then it's a recording and then you push the button to hold and record it. And it's you you're filming yourself, but it's the voice. So oh. like you dub it to their voice. That's so funny. Um, and they love it. And I like yeah. that's basically all my phone has on it. It's just like the <laughs> millions of dub smashes I've done with the kids. Um, they also love the flip bottle, water bottle challenge thing. Mm-hmm. And they love it when we do it like in slow-mo video so they can like see it like land and like all that other <laughs> stuff. So, uh, you know, and it's, it's like kind of like, you know, technology like that kind of like, I don't know, makes the games much more exciting for whatever reason. And um, so that's like super fun. They also like to do uh, uh, like Nerf gun wars downstairs. So like we build forts and like we go hide and and then like, but immediately like they know that there is absolutely no shooting in the face, even though they all have like protective goggles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's actually a game like that all three of them kind of like to play, which is nice. But um, yeah, because that seems like the more people you have, the more fun that would be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they, so they immediately know like no face or anything. And, but it's, you know, I think this is like another thing of like knowing when you're working with boys is that like if you say we're going to do the dart game or the Nerf gun game and if for whatever reason you shoot somebody where you're not supposed to shoot them, the game is over. Right. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no takesies, backsies. Right. That happened. So now it's over. So like, uh, you know, so when I go babysit them or when I babysit the other two that I'm with uh, during the week, like they know that when we play games where we're all playing or whatever, and doesn't matter who, bra- even if it's me sometimes yeah. by accident, the game is over. Right. Like, and it's literally setting that rule and being firm, like it is over. Yeah. And I love that even if it's by accident, because mm-hmm. um, I think that a lot of times it's hard to tell if it was by accident or not. Mm-hmm. And so just saying if it happens, it's done. Yep. And we're um, moving on. Yeah. And those very clear boundaries, I think, yep. is super important. Yep. Now, the boys that I'm with during the week, uh, their mom does not really promote screen time, which I think is great. Yes. It's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've had the 9 and 11 year old both 
meltdown over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know what? You didn't have screen time yesterday and you're still alive. Right. So we're not <laughs> having it today. Um, but luckily, they love the game that I just got uh, back in December called Exploding Kittens, which yes. is a cards game. Yes. So um, I opted not to get the adult version right. because I wanted to be able to play it with the boys. Mm-hmm. So um, they love it. It's like their new favorite thing. Um, but they also, you know, again, being boys, they love to wrestle, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, they know, like, there's absolutely no face touching. There's like, you know, and again, if it is, boom, we're done. Um, and I think actually what is uh, really good to talk about too in that like realm of wrestling or like whatever is knowing the difference between actually hitting and play hitting, mm-hmm. you know, because that is a super fine line. Yes. And um, I mean, I will immediately call out either one of the boys if I know for a fact that it was not play hitting and and then i will hold them and show them and go like this is play hitting look at how far away my hand is to you right like i could fit a milk jug in between (laughs) us um so and i you know it's just like constantly like reiterating that stuff but um yeah so like they you know they like that kind of that kind of stuff too and um they also like hide and seek in the dark both both families do which is a lot of fun especially because they all have like tri-level houses so uh that's super cool um sometimes it's you know for the younger one like we need to use a flashlight or my phone with the you know the light on it so we do that and um or like we'll we'll pretend like we're being held hostage and like one of us will go hide a Lego piece somewhere and then we have to one at a time only get twenty seconds to go find it in the in the kitchen and if we can't find it then the other person has to go in and if we couldn't nobody you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like what a, a fun kind game. of yeah a fun like fun goofy game um, and then uh, the nine year old who I'm with during the week him and his brother they both like love Legos so we do like mm-hmm. this big Lego time in the nine-year-old bedroom because he's that's like where it's all set up and it basically takes up his floor and i don't know how he gets in and out of his bed and oh, um the amount of legos he must yeah. have stepped on and he's hurt yeah and uh but i always like to re like play my character uh in the legos which is clark i just made him up and he's kind of like uh, this goofy character who never knows what's going on. And um, I also like to play General Cheese and I made him like <laughs> a theme song like General Cheese, General Cheese, Cheese. Uh, but I also think too, and this probably works for girls too, um, but I think humor, especially when you can tell like the brothers or the friends are like starting to kind of get at each other for mm-hmm. whatever reason. If you like step in and just kind of throw a sly ball somewhere that's like, a humorous joke that we can all laugh about. And it's like, for whatever reason, it just takes the volume out of the room and we're like back to neutral. Yeah. It diffuses it before it even Mm -hmm. can go anywhere. Yeah. Um, That's, yeah. I think that that's, I think that's true for all kids. Mm -hmm. I think for boys, that is especially useful. Mm -hmm. Um, And as much as you probably don't like to say it or talk about (laughs) it, like you have to know that, if you can't think of anything funny to say, like just say fart. Like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, even like if you're like, Oh, I don't want to say it because then the kids are going to say it. First of all, they hear it a million times and probably yes. 20 times worse at school. So for you to say fart is nothing. Right. Like just say it, you know? Right. So, yeah. And, um, with older kids, I often, and I think this is true because I, I feel like boys hear, naughtier words sooner in Mm -hmm. school and maybe that's stereotype or bias on my part but um but that has been my experience and so once that does get brought up Mm -hmm. talking through um vocabulary and how the more you use that naughty word well one if you get caught by a parent or a teacher there is potential that you could get in trouble because you know that that's not a word that you're supposed to say however talking through that those words do have power Mm -hmm. um because there's this stigma around them and so the more often you say it the less power that word's gonna have for you yeah because i didn't curse really at all until like college um just because i was a goody two-shoes in school and then once i started cursing like every if i said a curse word 
everyone's head would whip around and pay attention to me. And I was like, oh, this word has power because I don't say, yep. I don't drop F-bombs every other word, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And so just having that open conversation yeah. with kids as they start learning naughty words. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do it with the little kids to a lesser degree of like poop. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your mom doesn't like it when you use that word. Yeah. You know? Yep. So think about it before you use it. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yep. Because we talk about like the currency of um, like the more you use it, <laughs> the more trouble you're going to get in, the harder your mom's going to come down on you yep. because you're not learning the lesson. So all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think talking through language with kids oh, yeah. is great. And especially with boys, because I do feel like boys use language differently than girls, yeah. especially younger. Mm-hmm. They develop... Um, speaking later typically than girls do. Yeah. Um, they start talking later. They uh, use shorter sentences for longer, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, Well, anytime like I hear it from them, I, the first question or first thing I usually <laughs> say is, um, excuse you? <laughs> and the second thing I'll say is, and where did we hear that? And mm-hmm. if it's like, oh, so-and-so said it at school. I was like, okay, and so-and-so is the only one who's saying it. Right. Because if it's in front of me or anybody else, it's it's not happening. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Don't you love when you ask that question and they answer their parents? Oh, yeah. That I mean, and that's hard because, you know, I, I uh, babysit and, and nanny for very liberal families, um, which is great, and... But like, yeah, they're like f- totally open with like swearing in front of the kids. So it's, it's so then it's like a, a cat and mouse game of like, okay, well, what do I combat and what do I right. just let slip? Yeah. And so I kind of just have like a very simple um, rule of thumb where if it's like any of like the first like the D word or mm-hmm. like the H word, okay. But the second we get into like much more inappropriate talk for a nine year old, right? Is when I combat it and say, yeah. you know what? If that's if that's what it is, when so and so around, that's when so and so is around. Right. I'm here, yep. so that's not that's not okay with me. Yes, and I think yeah, yeah just setting those rules of like it doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter who, if you can say it with your mom, but can't with your dad, you can't with me. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. I don't care that whoever lets you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that that's a really good yeah rule of thumb have there been any like crafts or like Oof. making things <laughs> that uh i i made a piñata uh-huh. with the the younger boys sure that i nanny and we turned it into a spider it was around halloween and um they really liked that mm-hmm. and they they liked getting icky in the the stuff that you dip yeah and to make the piñata but yeah. Um. So the two boys that I'm with during the week, their mom loves to do crafts with them, or at okay. least tries to do crafts with them. Uh-huh. So I typically don't. Um. But last last December, I made a gingerbread house with them. Nice. Which was fun. But then it like it's hard because then you're like the you know the older boy was like well, I want to have some frosting, and then like the younger <laughs> was like well I want frosting. I was like okay, you know what? Who's gonna have the frosting? It's me. <laughs> And I will be putting it together and you can put these little gummies on. Um, You know, but then again, it's like separating the gummies and you get five and you get five. And so like that was kind of like a hot mess express uh, (laughs) art and crafts thing that I did with them. Uh, Then Easter that year we did, we colored eggs, which was fun. It was, it was, it was fun. Um, It's just like messy and like the mom got like these plastic eggs that literally held no, none of the dye when you did it. And it was like a hot mess. And so we actually had to like use real eggs and, um, you know, but the boys were like, well, how fast can I do this arts and crafts before I can go do something that I actually want to do? Right. And so again, setting the rules like right away, I'm like arts and crafts time is between now and 20 minutes from now. Right. So like, if you speed through your little thing, that's fine. There's still 15 minutes left. <laughs> right. So you're either A, just going to sit here and do nothing, or you're going to figure out how to like expand your time doing this, yes. this arts and craft. Um, and, and, you know, like 
I would like just give them more eggs or like whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like they once they understood like no matter what you do, ours and craft time is not ending until whatever four thirty. Right. So you know, like yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. So I I think that that's really good because yes, I have had where one kid, and this is true across the board, but one kid usually the younger is like i'm done right (laughs) after like like, two minutes yeah well you're gonna be sitting there then Mm -hmm. here's another piece of paper for you to color if you want to take more time sure Uh on this one but yes uh that is tricky and i i like using that rule of just like hey we're doing this until this time Mm -hmm. so yep whatever you want to do that is calm and at this table (laughs) Right. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not moving on. Um, great. So something that I I take time with all of the kids that I nanny, but I feel like it's particularly important with boys is talking about physical touch mm-hmm. and uh, consent of having your body in the space of another person's body and when it's okay and when it's not um do you find that you have to have that talk you talked about wrestling and Mm -hmm. play hitting and i think that that's in the same idea um um yeah i mean like uh, both families they'll just be they'll just i mean again they're boys but like they'll just be sometimes when they're like explode for whatever reason and it's usually over something so small and so minuscule but um you know i i have no problem stepping in between them Mm -hmm. and being like right absolutely not like and i and you know and they'll be like (laughs) and i literally will do a we are all taking a five so you're gonna go here you're gonna go here and we're gonna just take a five Mm -hmm. and if you talk like say something like well he started it or hey dummy over there like look what you got us into your five minutes it starts over for everybody right so um so you know i always think it's important to talk after there's been a break from whatever has happened with yes with the like touching or pushing or whatever um literally let everyone's heart rates come come back down yeah Yeah. and all those hormones that adrenaline and all that good stuff right and then you know then we can come back and we can talk and usually what i like to do too is like go to the this kid first Mm -hmm. go to this kid first Mm -hmm. so then they're not hearing the stories and i'm getting what actually happened from their point of view and then coming together and being like okay well so and so said this is what happened so and so said this is what happened i think it was a little bit of both so how's this why don't we just take a break from each other you know, mm-hmm. I'll come hang out with you for a couple minutes. I'll come on with you or we can just take a break, you know, whatever it is. Um, or the other option is we go back to what we were doing. But if it happens again, we're done. Right. Um, yeah. And the break will happen, whether it's yeah. consensual or not. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. Um, sometimes like the the younger one, when we're at the park, will like to like put his hands around his friends and be like, ah. um, you know, and it's hard because like sometimes it's just like a love tap or sometimes right. it's like you know whatever so i'm like i don't really need to comment on that but if it's like i'm throwing you to the ground yes i immediately step in and i say excuse you but did he say that that's what he wanted and like we're just playing no no <laughs> absolutely not yeah this no in fact you need to not <laughs> do that again or you will just be playing on that bench sitting down right so By yourself <laughs> right um yeah so i i I guess it's like a very much uh reading the situation Mm -hmm. and reading uh you know but i feel like because the the families that i work with um i feel like and where the age of the kids are automatically like fall like their parents have probably already had this conversation with them so i don't feel like i am really stepping in to really have that conversation when i first started babysitting i started babysitting for this 10 year old and he's the only child Mm -hmm. um and i was with him for like a year and a half or something but he started to like have those sexual questions and i was like time (laughs) this is not a conversation i will be having with you at all. Right. And I literally said, this is a conversation for either your mom or dad 
for you to have. Yeah. And he'd be like, well, I just, you know, just like, tell me like quickly, like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. like, and that's the only type of like time I've ever had to feel like I had to like deter or something from happening. Right. Um, yeah. um, something that uh, I learned to do from my mom as a second grade teacher and with her students, if things like that come up, um, what she always says is, you know, I would love to tell you about that, but you know who would love it even more? Your parents. Yeah. So go home tonight and ask them and then we can talk about it tomorrow once you've talked about it with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear what they have to say about it mm-hmm. um, so that it just... It doesn't make it so taboo sure, yeah. of like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, uh, and then puts it on the parents to yeah. decide how they want to talk to their kid about it because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're prepared. Um, yeah. And something that I do with my younger kids, all of my younger kids, is um, little things like asking permission Mm -hmm. um before you hug someone or and i model that of Mm -hmm. like if we're leaving a play date i will say hey do you want a hug do you want a high five do you want a fist bump do you want a head nod yeah Mm -hmm. and uh and letting them choose how Mm -hmm. they want their body to interact with another body and then now when we leave play dates they do it and it's so great yeah they're you know to each other they're like do you want a hug and you know, the other kid will be like, yeah, or like, I'm in a high five mood. And yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, and yep. s- and being able to advocate for what you need is so important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think having those talks even, even to a two year old yeah, <laughs> is, sure. is important. Mm-hmm. And something that um, I've worked on with uh, one of the kids that I nanny is he constantly wants like he's got this little crush on this little girl (laughs) that we end up playing with a lot Mm -hmm. and he constantly wants to like give her a hug or like snuggle with her and she like she advocates for herself just fine like she's like Mm -hmm. i don't want that um but then taking the time of talking to him about like she gets to make that choice and Mm -hmm. you have to be okay with it yep um and and he's 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 gotten it now but it took (laughs) a long time I'm sure of of being like nope she gets to make that choice Mm -hmm. and she gets to make that choice different every day yeah Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so something that I just that's part of my nannying philosophy it's like we gotta we gotta address this yeah yeah for sure yeah (laughs) um because I feel like you learn it when you're two and it gets played out your entire life yeah Uh so when you are grown up and making bigger choices with how your body interacts with other people's bodies it's it's good to have that foundation of like Uh let's talk about this (laughs) let's talk about how you want (laughs) this to go (laughs) yeah um so yeah that's something that i really harp on a lot (laughs) yeah the kids gymnastic place that i work on especially when we have camps um or even at birthday parties that Mm -hmm. happen on the weekend like that's that's a thing, especially yeah. when when the birthday parties have like 25 kids in it. You've never met them before. It's like an hour and a half is super fast. <laughs> so you kind of like that. They just visually figure <laughs> out each kid super fast when they come in. Um, and it's it's again, it's mostly with the boys sometimes, but sometimes girls are rough, too. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just simply walking over there and being like hands to ourselves or like, right. you know, we're not playing this game or like was this okayed by everybody type of like right. thing. And if it was not okayed by everybody, even if it was okayed by five out of the six people, that one person mm-hmm. that, that, that stops it for everybody else. Right. So yes. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is something that I personally struggle with and I just wanted to ask your advice on. So I have found, and this may just be literally the boys that I have encountered, but I really struggle to get boys to stop and drink water okay yeah um and it it ends up being like this daily struggle of like you gotta you gotta drink some water you haven't had water all day yeah especially in the summer mm-hmm. um so have you found any like and maybe that's just not true for you but have you found any like techniques to help with 
water intake? Um, so the boys that I'm with during the week, uh, their mom's actually really good. So kudos to her for bringing up her kids really well. But they mm-hmm. like drink water and milk like all the time. That's like, great. Big yeah. thing. And 90% of the time it's water. Um, although they're like now trying to get into Sprite and all this other stuff. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> no. not happening. At least not while I'm here. I don't right. Know. We're already at a 10 for energy. We don't need to go to a 20. Um, <laughs> Uh, but then on the other hand, the the family that I watch on the weekends, their middle child who plays all the sports, like he's like a super big thing with like constantly go, constantly go, don't yes. need a break, don't need a break, constantly go, constantly grow. So um, what I've taken actually from the kids gym that I work at is, uh, you know, if we've done something for a significant amount of time, 15 minutes or so, water break Yep. in whatever we're playing with goes on the floor, we go get water. And I'm not saying you have to drink the whole cup. I'm right. saying you have to take three sips like that's it (laughs) you know um or if we've or if they're like well i don't want to want to break now then i go okay it's you know five o'clock at 505 we're doing we're doing a water break yeah and there's no ifs ands or buts because i'm now giving you this extra five minutes Mm -hmm. so um so that they mentally know like okay in five minutes i'm taking a water break right uh so so yeah or um you know, I think also, too, is that I always have water. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm constantly drinking, even though oh, they're not yeah. drinking. I'm constantly drinking. Like, they'll be like, okay, let's do it again. I'll be like, actually, I'm just going to grab a quick drink of water. And mm-hmm. sometimes it works, and they just come and get a drink of water with me. So then I'm like, okay, we don't need to take a water break. Mentally, in my head, I don't right. say that out loud. Right. <laughs> um, or they'll, you know, won't say anything, but they'll be, they'll just physically see me taking you know, a drink and a right. water break. So then they're like you know, they'll maybe start to do their own water breaks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I always make it a point to have, especially if I know that I've been asked by the parents or, you know, whatever, to make sure that so-and-so is taking a water break, mm-hmm. I will make it a point to have something there for me to drink as well so I can be like, time for me. Yep. Like, you know, maybe it's not time for you, but <laughs> I'm in my 30s and, like, I'm drinking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said and I do think like building in water breaks is a mm-hmm. good idea because um, a lot of times I'll end up forgetting you know yeah um, so maybe I need to work on my water intake <laughs> yeah yeah I mean even like uh, what's kind of fun too is like to just take like you know food coloring dye or whatever and like mm-hmm. ooh today our water's green ooh yeah yeah now I drank in green water <laughs> you know right sometimes the food coloring like makes it taste awful but still it's like ooh yeah. I get to drink green but water it's green yeah water. so yeah and then giving them a choice of like what color they want yeah, their water and then to just be like fun. makes it more um, enticing for them to drink it because it's a different color yeah every now and again we'll do like water races mm-hmm. of like and i won't put much in the cup because sure. i don't want them to like over yeah because you can like that can make you feel nauseous if you drink too much water all yeah. at once but we'll do like a little bit and see like who can finish their water first yeah and mm-hmm. things like that so i usually win um <laughs> sometimes i let them win but yeah uh but i'm like i can drink pretty fast yeah uh going back to the water real quick uh-huh. um so the the family on the weekend the middle child who likes to play sports they have like this garage and we play the hockey up there so he took a bottle of water out there he's supposed to drink half of it during our time okay well we played he chose not to take a water break that was his choice. <laughs> and then as we were coming down, he like dumped half of it out to like say he took a water break. And um, I think it was his aunt or somebody that was over that day. And she's like, oh, did you take your water break? And he was like, I got half. And I was like that he spilt down the thing right. while we were walking. <laughs> and, you know, like I think that's an important thing for for if you're going to babysit a boy to not be afraid to call them out yeah. if they don't, especially if they're older, because they can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, and call them out because after, you know, the aunt left or whatever and I was with them then for the rest of the night, I was literally like, this is why I called you out because yeah. you were asked to do something you chose not to. Right. So I called you out on it. So for sure. it is not because I don't like you and, you know, whatever. It's because I love you. So right. that's why I called you out on it. Yeah. So, you know. So I was like, well, why don't you, you know, drink the water that you were supposed to right now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any book recommendations that you found particularly speak to boys? Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a mm-hmm. huge, yes. huge one. Um, 
uh, the older one that I'm with um, during the week, he's like a he is like a book worm. He has like, great. so many books. Um, sometimes he doesn't like reading them, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But he's like. I am Mahalo or whatever that book is. Uh-huh. Like he's read that one. He's read um, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. He's read, I don't know, just like an, an array uh, or an arrange of like different books. Um, so, yeah. And then the older, the other ones on the weekend, like I think they have Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, but I don't really read much to them. Mm-hmm. The older or the young, when I used to babysit for the, the four-year-old and three-year-old, during like their nap time or like putting them to bed if I was with them at night, uh, their book time was always consistent of like Thomas the Train or like mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss books and stuff. I personally, if I'm going to be reading to your child, I love books where I can do voices. Yes. So like reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid is fine, right. but it's so one person and I can't really do voices for these characters. Mm-hmm. Um so that's why I love like the Dr. Seuss books and like all these other ones because I can like do these crazy voices and you know <laughs> and it makes like the book that much more better. Um, I suggested to the older one that I'm with on the week, the 11 year old, I was like, I think you would really like the Maze Runner books because mm-hmm. um, I liked the movies and they made me want to read the books. So right. um, so yeah, and I actually because sometimes uh, the 11 year old that I'm with during the week has like a little bit of emotional problem and like saying and stuff like that so i read a book called monster calls uh-huh. which is about this uh 12 year old 13 year old boy who lives with this mom in rural england uh and the mom's going through cancer oh wow. and this monster comes knocking at his window and he's like i'm gonna tell you three stories and the kid's like well why would you tell me stories that's not helping my situation and you're here to help my mom and whatever and he goes well i'm gonna tell you these three stories and at the end of my three stories you're gonna tell me a fourth story but it's gonna be your truth and mm. the book is literally great for any kid who has like emotional stuff because yeah. it literally just spells out Connor's uh, emotions that he's going through throughout the book. And like, you know, because uh, the, the, the stories that the monster tells Connor, um, you know, one is like, well, uh, that like the story ended in not like a great way mm-hmm. and he's like well sometimes stories don't end the way that they should mm-hmm. and another one is like this king was like battling this witch and you know something happened and the king like was like oh kill the witch and um the witch was actually saved and he was like well why did you save the witch and he's like sometimes witches deserve saving mm-hmm. because they're being um stereotyped for something just because of whatever yeah. so like I really truly believe in that book for like for kids to read. It's a fast read. There's illustrations. It's like 225 pages, I think. The author's nice. Patrick Ness. It actually was just a motion uh, motion picture that wasn't out very long, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I think I like I highly recommend that book, especially for kids. Like I said, who just have like a little bit of a hard time showing their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely suggest like y- at least ten. Like yeah. they have to be at yeah. least ten. Yeah. To read this book. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's a great suggestion. Yeah. Another one for I would say maybe eight, seven or eight and up um, is Wonder. OK. Um, It's about uh, it's told from several different viewpoints, which I think is a great device to help foster empathy. But the main character is a boy, August, who is was born with like disfigured basically like his jaw he's had to have like 30 surgeries already in his life and he goes to a public school and so just for the first time in middle school he's been homeschooled because his parents didn't want him to have to deal with other people looking at him weird um but just his journey through his first year in public school Mm -hmm. of dealing with looking very odd on the outside but being like such a kind and great person like he just throughout the entire book like makes really good choices yeah um but then it also switches points of view to like his best friend that kind of abandons him for a little while you know Mm -hmm. because he's like i can't deal with how weird everyone treats you yeah and so Mm -hmm. you've been dealing with it your whole life i just became your friend um so things like that and misunderstandings and 
it's just a really, really well-written book. And like from the view of his older sister who wants to protect him but can't always, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So that's a really good one too cool. um, that I would recommend. But I, I love uh, The Monster Calls. Is what you said, right? A, a monster calls. A monster calls. Perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna read it myself. Oh, it. I like going through like the experience that 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 boy went. I did. Um, it, like the last 15 pages, I was crying like oh, the entire yeah. time. I was like, this is. And it was because it was like it was just so hitting home for me the entire time. And I was like, oh, this is a hard <laughs> read, but it's such a good read. And I actually love it so much that I'm going to get a quote from the book tattooed on my arm. So, nice. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, great recommendations. Um, great. Is there anything else um, that you, you can think of? Another fun thing to do with the boys mm-hmm. is we take their mattress and we slide down their stairs. Ooh, fun. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, again, just just knowing that you're stepping into a boy's world and, and just see what they're into and, 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 you know, don't be afraid to show emotion with them and, and talk to them. And because, um, you know... Both families, like the boys, are just very open now with me and uh, with a lot of things, and it just makes it that much more easier and fun uh, mm-hmm. when watching uh, when watching them. And um, you know, it. I look forward to it. Like when I don't see them, it's like ugh, like hard sometimes because right? I haven't like seen them for a while <laughs> or whatever. And then you know, you get to see them, and it's like yay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, that's what I've said is. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's a good thing to keep in mind of literally meeting every kid where they are mm-hmm. and following letting them guide what they're interested in. Yeah. You know, pushing their horizons and opening up other things to them, but also honoring that one of them is into sports and one of them is into Yu-Gi-Oh and mm-hmm. like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, just being like I'm interested in it simply because you're interested in it and I like you Mm -hmm. let's play yep yep um and I think that that is probably a good rule of thumb for nannying in general yeah yeah (laughs) it's just whatever you're into is is great and let's explore that Mm -hmm. yeah so awesome well um if you have any thoughts about Uh, tailoring your nannying for boys or questions um like for example if you have almost exclusively exclusively worked with girls and are about to start with boys and have a question that we didn't cover please email in to chronicles of nannia at gmail.com um i can certainly get in touch with kirk and we can answer any questions that you have um he has tons of experience with boys so uh, I'm sure that we can we can figure out an answer to anything. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you have been enjoying the show, if you would take five minutes to review the podcast on iTunes, that is the absolute best way for us to reach more listeners. The more reviews we have, like written out reviews, uh, the higher we boost on the algorithms that get us seen. So it's free and doesn't take very long and it would mean the world to me so if you can look us up on itunes and rate and review and subscribe if you really like it then it'll automatically download on your phone every week and that's brilliant because then you're ready to go that would be great we're also on facebook and twitter and instagram uh chronicles of nannia will get you there every time nannia is spelled n-a-n-n-y-a and we end each episode with a story which Kirk has brought one for us or a quote or something fun. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll end on two things. Okay, great. One, no matter who you're nannying for, boy or girl, um, don't feel like you can't tell them that you love them because I tell yeah. my boys I love them every single time that I see them. Yeah. And um, and it, I think it just, you know, it just makes it, especially, I mean, you know, some families, parents don't say that often Mm -hmm. you know so to have it come uh come from you i think is a a great thing and uh to the quote that i'm going to get from a monster calls (laughs) on my arm is uh stories are the wildest things of all 
And I love that that quote because all of our stories, uh, personally, or the ones that we act out, um, are wild and crazy. And I actually just went to go see Pennyworth at um, Looking Glass. Mm -hmm. And they ended the show kind of like in the same way. And Mrs. Pennyworth was like, you know, don't or feel free to live your story to the fullest, whether it's for ill or better. Um until the day you die because it's your story so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's really nice i love that yeah well thank you so much kirk for being here no problem and thank you for listening we'll see you next week the chronicles of nanny is produced by martha reddick and logan nielsen artwork and logo by noni amadon theme music by brad kemp Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.